Blog Talk Radio. Yo, what's poppin', my niggas? PSA Hip Hop. Salutations to all, man. It's all. I mean, between the battle rap world and the hip hop world, it's a lot of wild shit going on. You got niggas in battle rap having a union. You got Joe Budden podcast. You got Eminem. You got NGK dropping a diss track on M. Joe talking extra spicy on his podcast. A lot I agree with. Some I disagree with. Get into that in a moment. Got the special guest on the show. Good dude. Friend of the show. My man's in them. Watch, I know this shit got too, my brother. What I like about this particular um, hip-hop artist, MC, so to speak, is the fact that a lot of your favorite rappers sometimes, they get on social media. They don't really want to talk to niggas and shit. They got an account. They act like they're too cool. They get hate. But I feel there's certain people you can't hate on on social media when it comes to hip-hop. And this is one particular person, man. Let me get my guy on the show, man. Crook, what's good, my G? What up, what up, man? I appreciate that intro, man. Thanks a lot. What's good, though? What's good, brother? How you doing, man? Man, I'm chilling, bro. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's only 5 o'clock on the west. Sun's still up. Yes, sir. Nice breeze. Chilling. Crook, let me, before we get into the meats and potatoes, let's just talk about um, when you heard, were you shocked at first that M dropped an album on the low, or did you know about it because, you know, hip-hop artist, you might know on the low, but were you surprised that you know about this project, Kamikaze, just like the rest of us, or just bam? You're like, oh, shit. Man, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know at all. I, I knew that he was working on music, but, you know, when M work on music, it ain't like he broadcasts what his intentions are, you know? You never know. It might be something for 2019, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't have no clue, you know? And I thought he was working on music for the Venom soundtrack, the movie Venom. So mm, okay. when when he dropped it, it was just a, a shocker to me, too. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I got a text from somebody at Shady, and they was like, check this out. And I hit the link, and I'm like, whoa. It was up on iTunes, you know. So I kind of found out, like, 9 o'clock, well, 12 o'clock midnight, you know what I'm saying? And it was up on iTunes. Right. Dude, so surprise, surprise. <laughs> what was your... Uh, thoughts as you're listening and consuming the music like the rest of us? What was your thoughts as you're listening to the music? Man, I, uh, I, I, I flash back to a conversation that I had with him at Coachella out here in Cali when he uh, performed at Coachella dressing room with him at 50 Cent. And um, we were just talking rap. And he was just kind of expressing how frustrated he was about certain things you know what I'm saying and uh when I I remember leaving that night and thinking to myself I never really seen him you know that passionate so you know when I heard the music I was like oh okay he really was he really wasn't feeling that wave because man he was kind of under attack that was probably the first time I, I like to think that he was under attack outside of the community the hip-hop community, his whole career, you know, whether it be his lyrical content or something and people protesting at colleges, they don't want Eminem here back when he was dropping at first, you know what I'm saying? But now he was getting pressure from the inside of the hip-hop community, and I and I could tell that that kind of pressure, though, in my opinion. Pressure, though? 
pressure. Yeah, I mean, I never seen. Elaborate when you say that, bro. Huh? Elaborate when you say when you when you use the word pressure, Crook. Can you elaborate on that word when you say pressure, though? Oh well, 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 well. I say this. I, I maybe maybe pressure ain't the the exact word. Maybe it's um, mm-hmm. pushback. Scrutiny on his <laughs> on his on his on his uh on his creative offering. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. Like people, people used to say, you know, a lot of people, not not everybody liked Eminem, but the general consensus in the community was he knows how to rap. He ill. That's one thing. You facts. Can't that's take a fact. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? And you know, M is fully culture. You know, he gonna wear the King Sun T-shirt, the Lock Him Shabazz. He gonna do something that person of his his level they not gonna do. And if you talk it to him just on some regular, you know, me and him have talked for hours about. Boogie Down Productions and X Clan and you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, just going back in hip hop. That man's a hip hop dude, man. Let's be real, Crook. He's a hip hop dude, like to the core. Yeah, hip hop dude. I don't think we can ever dispute that. Like you know, they they put the white rapper sometimes and say some guys are culture vultures. I never felt that way about mm-hmm. Third Base. I never felt that way about Everlasting House of Pain. The young black teenager exactly. that's a different story, Crook. The young black teenager that's a different story, Crook. <laughs> <laughs> you young know black I mean? teenager, but... man. Man, say it all when you look at him. <laughs> that was a little crazy for me, Crook. I ain't going to hold you, though. That was a little crazy, though. Uh, we have Vanilla Ice. But I, we never mm-hmm. looked at I think M was the first dude that we was like, wow. Like, I love MC Search and those guys, but M was like, wow. Like when you first heard yeah. Eminem, what was your initial reaction? Were you like, "Wow!" Like, was it was it I ignorant was, on our part? We was like, "For a white guy, he raps good." Were, were, were we on that too early? Yeah, yeah. That ignorant in hip hop. Yeah, uh, I was. I was kind of. Um, I was kind of there. I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna lie. Like, you know, that was just the times, you know. But he was on a show, the Wake Up Show, with Swing King Tech. And Tech, you know what I'm Ooh. saying? And he Classic. and he busted a rhyme. And he was spitting, and it was one of the verses off of uh, apparently his EP that he was had out. You know what I'm saying? Before people knew who Eminem was, and the multis just kept falling all over the beat. The multis, and his voice was just, you know, higher. What he say? Called the fire department. I set fire the carpet and burned down the entire apartment. And I'm like, man, who is this crazy white boy on the radio right now? You know what I'm saying? And me and my homies in Long Beach, we don't gangster rap. See what I'm saying? Like, that's just it. You know what I mean? But when we heard that, we was like, yo, this dude is crazy. Who is this dude? That's how I felt. Like, who the fuck is this dude? He about to be a major problem, whoever he is. Mm. But let me ask you a question. The backlash that he got on Five it's warranted, though, Crook. Is it not warranted, though? As a hip-hop fan and a guy who rocks with Eminem, I thought this was not a good album at all. I didn't like this in Relapse. Out of his whole discography, he's not batting bad to me. To have two, but this, he got more scrutiny on this album, I thought, more than Relapse. Can, can, can we agree on that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, the songs I did not like on, on, on Revival, I don't really... Yeah, what's Pink on there, like... I don't, I don't, you know, I don't bump and jam, jam to that kind of, that kind of rap from him. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, I don't think that he had to even go there anyway. He's, he's already gonna 
he's already who he is. You know what I mean? It, it, it feels like he's reaching for an audience that he don't even need when I hear him doing that. But, you know, I like rugged, raw hip-hop. So, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I, 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 I like nerd I, hip-hop, I too, though. Said that. Yeah, I like nerd hip-hop, too, though, Crook. But this, you know, I like hip-hop. I like street music. I like the multi-syllables. I like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I can go from Common to right. Cameron to N.W.A. I could move around right. in hip-hop. However, I'm feeling that particular time when I want to hear my listening ears want to listen to. But I just thought right. for M, this wasn't good. And it's funny, though. He had a, a good... What he was doing on BT Cypher when he's coming at Donald Trump, right. he didn't receive well either. I'm surprised in the, in the, in the, what he's talking about, the message was good, but I don't think it was received mm-hmm. well. Why do you think it wasn't it received wasn't. well? Well, you know, half his fan base probably voted for Donald Trump. Or, you mm. know what I'm saying, they ride, they ride with his philosophies, his policies. You know what I'm saying? He knew that he was taking a chance with his brand by taking that stance. But you know what, though? That's him because, and this is why when, when Joey was critiquing the album, right, <clears throat> I felt like I felt like Joe went a little too far, and this is why. Because I remember when I dropped this song called I Can't Breathe. It was dedicated mm-hmm. to Eric Garner, okay? Yes, it was. I went into the studio, the M studio in Detroit. As soon as I walked in, he said, yo, he pulled me to the side like, yo, that I can't breathe joint, that shit is incredible, dog. That shit needs to be said like a motherfucker right now. He said, I'm tired of looking at the news. They shooting unarmed black dude. He said, I'm sick of it. And I could tell he was genuine about it. You know what I'm saying? So I remember Joe saying something in his criticism that, uh, Maybe M was trying to use the plight of the black man or ride the Black Lives Matter wave or something, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't genuine. I knew I knew that that was genuine, you know what I mean? I knew yeah. that was genuine, and, and, and I kind of think Joe knew. You see what I'm saying? I really think that Joe knew. I felt like, because here's the thing. Everybody gave me backlash thinking I'm caping for M. When I said you Royce, you Royce, yeah, you guys were yeah, yeah, <laughs> you especially yeah, Royce yeah. gets that more than you probably exactly. know. Yeah, yeah, because you know I'm gonna talk back. So they uh would say, oh, you just caper for M, you know, ah, oh, you won't let Joe, you won't let Joe just he he could criticize M, M ain't nobody, y'all 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 doing too much for the white boy. That's all the messages I was getting, bro, and all I said was. Everybody's free to have their opinion. If you don't like revival, you don't like it. There's some songs on there that I happen to like, and I think I disagree with Joe's approach and his choice of words. That's it. Right. That's it. Do you think? Because you know what? Right, let me ask you this. But look, like, is it because he was on a label, or it was like he shouldn't? Have, no, too rugged. I I think it was too rugged, and I think that there was a little tension. See, I knew things the public didn't know. I knew there was a little tension between Joe and the label. I knew there was tension, not mm-hmm. even a little. I knew that that wasn't coming from a place of strictly journalism. I'm criticizing this. Those choices of words, in my opinion, personal. and that approach was personal, bro. Okay. But I didn't want to come out and say, I could say it now because, shit, the cash out the bag. Everybody know yeah, everything yeah. almost. But, yeah. but then yeah. I respected Joe, I said, yo, this is something Joe need to talk about. 
You know what I'm saying? Because this is his personal business and feelings toward this man and his label. So I'm not going to come out and say, yo, Joe just mad at him personally. That's why he said it like he said it. I, I didn't do it. I just took the shots. This album, Kamikaze, though, Crook, is it, when I listen to it, it sounds like Angry Eminem, and I actually like right. Angry Eminem. Um, him coming at Joe, him coming at MGK, and him coming at other dudes that, let's be real, Crook, you and I as OGs, we don't really give a, I, I mean, I speak for myself. I know you're not as critical as I am. I don't really give a fuck about the rest of these little, these little niggas that be rapping. I can't right. stand half these little niggas. I'm, I'm sorry. It is what it is. But, right. Do you feel like the shots? What do you feel about the MGK this? Let's take it here. How do you feel about the MGK response? Um, I think it was warranted. I think that, you know, MGK mentioned his daughter, and his daughter was underage at the time, and MGK wasn't. And, you know, he felt like that was some inappropriate shit, so he came out. And he says, you know what I mean, what he said. I don't um, – I just think he was warming up. I, I think he's just warming up. This ain't, I don't think this is nothing compared to what come. He's going to probably just sit back, analyze the situation, and see who he needs to respond to first and come back mm. again. Do you think M should respond? I don't know if he should because, like I said, you know, sometimes, you know, we got what we call the fan ears. Us artists try to put on our fan ears and listen. And I try to put myself in this era where it's cool to do diss songs with auto-tune hooks. You feel me? But he still has some valid – he had a couple lines. He had moments in that song, MGK did. You know, he had moments in that song. He's gaining some – he gained some momentum. I I watched the views on two video and stuff, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's starting to pick up. Um, But – at this point, is he going to be giving them too much power? You know. But is that where we at? Is that where we at in this era of hip hop now, Crook? Where if you respond to somebody giving them power, and in the, the era I came up from, a nigga say your name, fam, it's on and popping. It's on and well, popping. I watched No Vaseline. I've seen the bitch in you. I've seen KRS One. I've seen niggas go for niggas next. And it's like, nah, you're right. You're right about that. But okay, so if so, so should Eminem? Because what if everybody responds right to M's M song? So he got to go clap back at everybody then. Only if it's and dope. Then, and only if it's dope, though, Crook. Only if the, only if the this song is getting traction, in my opinion. And if it's not mm-hmm. that bad, now if it's trash, nah, bro, we're not responding to that, fam. We're not. Even, I'm not wasting. You shouldn't even waste the studio that's, time and that's, or writing or going to the what booth. I mean. And and that's 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 exactly what I mean, bro. I mean, do you give all that power to somebody who made a trash diss song? I don't know if that song moved him. I feel like on the competitor to move you and inspire you to want to clap back. And they gotta they gotta create something that's inspirational. You know, what if that I don't know how he felt about that song. It might not even have moved him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But from what I'm hearing he might be clapping back. That's just what I heard. So I will see. I hope he does. Because here's the thing, Crook. If you take, all right, you put a nigga's name in a verse and you say a couple lines and a nigga goes back and answer replies to you in a fucking how many bars with a hook and shit, Crook, you kind of got to yeah. respond. No, the MC and you kind of like, damn, this nigga went and did a whole fucking train on me. 
you know. Yeah, and, and I, I think respond. Do you do you do you respond in a full joint or do you just come with another joint shooting at two or three more people in one joint or do you dedicate a whole joint to MGK? You gotta do the whole joint. No subliminals, no sublimes. I think you go at him, and I'm going to talk about the next guy in a minute. We'll get on him in a minute. The podcast guy, my nigga Joe Budden. We'll talk about him getting right. him in a second. But <laughs> I want to talk about that with you so much, but I'm just waiting for that. But I think M should respond because to me is this. All right, I'm a hip-hop nerd, so I know about MGK now. When his freestyle with Flex dropped a week prior, or that week, I think, or the week before, some shit like that, Crook, I didn't run to right. press play. I'm going to keep it a stack. No right. shot to MGK. I went to listen to it like days after, but I didn't go out of my way. If if I see Crooked Eye, I see Griselda, Conway, Benny, I see niggas like that. I'm going to press play, Royce M. Niggas like Yahoo, I know can rhyme. Like I play your Shook One video, Shook One instrumental that you rapped on 97. I know your person religiously. You rapped right at the buddy. It was Royce, you, then Crook, then Joel. I I go back to them shits. Them shits is classic to me. But MGK shit is not a classic, but it's not bad. And for him, it's not bad. I thought he he, he did good. I thought he did real real good. Where M should respond? Well, he probably will because you know there's a lot of people who share the exact same sentiments as you right now. So mm. you know what I mean. He he probably will. You know what I mean. And, and like I said, not to play you pick and choose who you respond to, but I was really <laughs> my point was really just it gotta be dope. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yes. We can't just be out here just going in the lab and making whole albums on nigga shit that's trash, man. That's just not cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, send a tweet on that nigga and keep moving, you know? All right. All right, so we off that now. All right. The line that he said to Joe, what did you think about that? Did he chuckle like I did? Because I chuckled. Sorry, Joe, you my guy, but I chuckled, goddammit. I thought it was. No, I didn't chuckle in a bad way, because when you make a comment like that, I shouldn't say that. Because when you make a comment like that and make that kind of make that kind of line and paint that picture, whether it's true or false, is like, you know what I'm saying? What do you think about that particular right. line when you heard that line? Because that's dicey. It jumped, out, it jumped out and grabbed me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because I know Marshall. I know Joe. And I know Marshall gave it a whole lot of thought. That wasn't just no, oh, fuck it, I'm going to just go diss Joe. That was, that was, he probably sat with that for a minute before he decided, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to pull the trigger on this. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of jumped out and grabbed me, and it let me know where we were. It let me know. You know what I'm saying? Like, look where we are now. We started off on Shady, and now we're here with him throwing lines at Joe. Mm. What went left, in your opinion, Crook, now that you sit back and look at shit in your lenses? What went left, in your opinion? Unless what, no, what went left in, in Slaughter? Oh, what went left, in your opinion? Oh, oh, oh what went left? The, 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 the yeah. communication, bro. Communication. And, 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 you know, I got on my IG Live, and I kind of talked about this. Um, Joe, by his own admission, removed himself from the scene and, 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 from, the, and from the picture. He kind of left the label and the, mentally. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't tell us. He didn't tell us that that was what he was doing. You know what I mean? But he had already left mentally, and he had already figured to himself, I'm going to go over here and do this. And that broke down all communications. 
and we can't get nothing accomplished if we don't communicate, bro. Like, if he has right. problems with that's the any label, relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got problems with the label. Let's sit back. We sat down and signed to these people, put our names on the contract. If you got problems with what we agreed to, let's sit back down and talk to them. All right. And if that don't work, and you want to get out of the deal, then let's explore those options. You know, there's a lot of ways to get out the deal, bro. You know, you can either throw a grenade at it and hope that it blow up to the point where nobody want to fuck with you no more, deliver the three albums you signed for, and be out. You know what I'm saying? Or you can get a release by negotiating, maybe giving them some points on the next release or wherever other label you're going to be at. There's many ways to get off of a label. So I just feel like no communication broke us down, bro. Broke us down. You know what I'm saying? There was points where there was points where we had to call Joe Manager because he wasn't talking to nobody. And I'm talking was that about frustrating? Was that, that's 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 for as far as progress for the group, and that's why I'm always glad. Thank God that you know I got a solo career. I, I do my own thing because if Slaughterhouse was the only thing I have, bro, mad frustrated. I would have been mad mm. frustrated that I got a call somebody who's supposed to be my brother, I got to call their manager to try to set up a, a, a some sort of meeting or some sort of phone call with him. Feel me? Mm. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Let me ask you this. When you listen to this podcast today, and he and he's um, talking very spicy and opening up, <laughs> up to a lot of things. Well, let me ask you this. Did you expect Joe to drop a verse? Because I didn't. I know a lot of people felt that way. I knew this man was not dropping no verse at all. No, I so didn't, we were, because you know, you know why? Because when I did the pull up on his show, um, shit, months ago, right? He told me, and I knew he wanted to throw a couple darts at me verbally. I knew it because I was in public going <laughs> against his narrative. You know hey. what I'm saying? So he told me, yeah, but you know, I ain't gonna just jump in with you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get some practice. I'm gonna have to practice. So I know yeah, you're thinking you got to practice <laughs> for me. You know what I'm saying? You're not finna just come yeah. out with some shit on him. You know what I'm saying? So when I seen him on his live going through music, talking about he's studying, a lot of people thought, oh, shit, he about to go in the booth. I I, I, I was with you. I, I, I hear you going in the booth. Mm. If, he, if he said your name, what would happen, though? Um, I would call him, try to get a hold of him see if we can have a sit-down talk, figure it out. And if there was, you know, no way that we could figure it out, then I'm going in the booth. Wow, you so your initial saying? reaction as an MC, so so your your brotherhood loyalty that you have with him because y'all did music together will come first to make the phone call, doing some no Vaseline and run into the booth? Yeah, I'm going to call it first, bro, because that's, okay. that's, just, that's just how I'm going to do it. That's how I operate. I'm going to hit him up. Yo, what's up with that line? You know what I'm saying? And um, because, I mean, at the end of the day, we were in the trenches together. You know, we did a whole lot together. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, you know, I, that, that's not really my, my – that's not my game, man. I, my game ain't never been a bunch of controversy. You know what I'm saying? That's not my yeah. game. So my game, my game is just, you know, trying to keep it as solid as possible. So – 
you know, I'm going to make the call first, and then if not, then, yeah, I'm going to go in the booth. And I know what he's trying to do. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to shift the conversation to from content to content. He's trying to say content powerful than syllable rhymes and more powerful than rapid rap lyrical shit. That way he Is already won with his fans. Is that true or false, yeah. Crook? I say they both important in a battle. Both. I say you come mm. with that content and you bar niggas to death. You know what I'm saying? So I know what he's doing. He's trying to, you know, win the fight before the bell ring for the first round. You know what I'm saying? I already know uh, what he's doing. Me, let me, before we go into more things, I want to ask you about this situation with Joe and M. How did you guys link up, first of all? How did that come about? Who linked up who? Did you guys have private relationships before? Was it because Joel was on Aftermath and he needed the West Coast? Was that y'all linked up? How did, how did you guys initially link up? It was Royce, bro. Like, me and Royce, a lot of people don't know this, dog. When me and Royce, and when we first decided to make Slaughterhouse, me and Royce went super hard on all levels. Like, yo, we putting all our eggs into this basket right now. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? So that means starting off most of the songs, the records, and then Joe and Joel coming in and, yo, check these ideas out. We already cooked up type of thing. You know what I'm saying? So we went super hard with it. So me and him used to always talk like, yo, dog, at that time, Getting back to a major meant something to us because we were independent so long that it felt like a win if we could get back to a major. Now, that's so, that ain't really the thinking, man. That's old thinking now. But then it felt like, all right, let's get back to a major. So me and Ray said, I'm like, yo, the brand is going to heat up. Who should we sign to? Because people going to come out. And I'm like, yo, Shady, he's like, yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Because, you know, you got, the, you got a wordsmith at the helm. It makes sense because Royce and M already had a relationship. So, you know, once we once we dropped the first one on E1, you know, Danon, he produced a few of the, the joints on there. So he went back and played it for M. M bought two Slaughterhouse albums, the first one. He bought two of them shits. He was in love with that shit. When, he, when we dropped the video, the one... That's yeah, the one I drove was fire, though. That's what kind of killed the deal because he was... Did that song open up, up the eyes to, to, to everybody else, though? The one. Did that open up mm-hmm. eyes to a lot of other people that took that song right there? Yeah. Open up the gates for y'all? Yeah, duh. Yeah, DJ Khalil sent me that beat for me in a project I was working on. He was like, yo, I sent this beat to him, a couple other people, and nobody really ain't... They sleeping on it. I said, yo, this shit is crazy, beat. I sent it to Royce. Yo, Royce, listen to this shit. Oh, we got to do this shit. We did the song, and that showed him, yo, these dudes know how to go bar crazy for 32 bars straight on the joint and then turn around and make something commercial, commercially appealing like the one. This is the kind of – this is he saw in us what he does, but in a different way. He saw, oh, they got the ability to smash mixtapes, and they got the ability – to write records. I need them on the team. So Royce set everything up, and we went in there, man. You know what I'm saying? And the rest is history. Wow. But how 
is it? How is it? How does this work though, Crook? When it's four nice niggas though, like <laughs> I can imagine y'all studio time and y'all writing, y'all getting the pen and pad, and niggas are trying to compose songs together because probably the knock on you guys is, oh, they just nice MCs, they can't make songs in this climate of mm-hmm. hip hop where it's girly, girly shit, and you guys are not gonna conform to the fuckery, you know, of of other, of, of the bullshit music that we, we like you niggas because you niggas can rap. And it's funny right. because Joe said that he felt some type of way that a lot of times his verses were cut off on certain songs and certain productions and beats that, and with throwing y'all verses, it just didn't sound right. How do you feel about that? Well, to my knowledge, the only song that Joe, the song was like down in six minutes, and it was our, Welcome to Our House. That's the only song Joe wasn't on. I, I, I think he got removed from that song. I think that's the truth. I think he laid something, and it was like, yo, this song is too long. Um, but we got a song on that album called The Other Side. I'm not on that. We had already decided. Did you, did you yo, feel bro, some type of way, though? Nah, because we decided as a group that every member doesn't have to be on every song. We decided that after the first album. We was like, you know what? Okay. You got that established. We don't have to be on we don't have to be on every song with each other. Sometimes it could be three dudes, it could be two dudes. I mean on on, on Glasshouse, one of the illest songs is only Royce and Joe. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it didn't bother me, you know, but it bothered Joe, but he didn't he didn't jump up and down at the time. And I think that's the thing that he don't remember. Like he don't remember all the fun he was having, all the hand slaps, all the dancing around, all the jokes in the studio sessions. And if, when you listen to his podcast, it sounds like he was this dude sitting in the corner, the wizard, the Oracle that knew this ain't going to work. And then blind zombies, as he liked to say, mesmerized by him. Dark. <laughs> Do you feel you know offended? Like, All right. Did you feel offended? Do you feel offended when he yeah. said that? Yes. Mm. I felt I felt offended because if I'm mesmerized by some bullshit, bro, I can't feed my family. If I'm blind to bullshit, I'm putting my family's food in danger. I got to make sure that I can always spot the bullshit in this game. I've been doing it since I started. So my thing is my reputation, like I know Joe, he, he didn't know this, but he got to, to know this. My reputation is... I, I I get down on the business side. You know what I'm saying? I get them points that we need in that contract. You know what I mean? I, I My negotiation skills is superb. I had one of the best deals on death row. I never got screwed out of a dime on death row until I left that motherfucker. And that's because Suge was ordered to pay my court fees, and he just wouldn't want to – he didn't want to let go of that bag. But that was at, that, that was at the end. So my whole, my whole career, my reputation has been very um, – good as far as doing business and now the narrative that he's pushing daily on my twitter my instagram facebook is that i don't know business joe joel don't know business royce don't know business we was just mesmerized by m stardom and we was just willing to rap for free niggas hit me saying we didn't even get paid joe right y'all didn't get paid niggas you crazy we all got paid So I just what don't about like the, that what about, narrative. 
What about the production, though, when he talked about M's production? Because the emphasis on his voice when he talked about M's production. Yeah. Okay, so you, he has some I, beats. He has some beats that, you know, Joe was vocal about some of those beats. That's the truth. He was like, yo, I don't think these beats fit us. That's the truth. You know what I'm saying? But here's the, here's the funny part about that. When I said, let's get... Let's see if we can get Dr. Dre involved with Welcome to Our House. Niggas laughed at me. <clears throat> so it goes both ways. You feel me? I come with some Why did he laugh, suggestions. Though? Niggas didn't think Slaughterhouse would sound good on Dre beats. I said, niggas is really? crazy, man. Yeah. That's on everything. It's the firm. Bro. Listen, listen. The firm. Yo, Dre did magic over there on the firm. You want to tell me he can't do magic with Slaughterhouse? Dude. Imagine Dre and Slaughterhouse. You know what I'm saying? Like, just imagine that. You know what I'm saying? But I got outvoted, and I kept it moving. So on the M beats, and, and Joe say, hey, man, I don't think this fit, and he get outvoted, we just all keep moving. But he was taking score on everything that he was getting outvoted on, and then now he's bringing that up. And I'm like, yo, bro, we all got outvoted on shit, though. My brother, we all did. But I get it. We n- niggas was nowhere trying to be a sound a, 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 a new D12 dog. You know what I'm saying? D12 had their own sound, bro, and, and Slaughterhouse <clears throat> had their own sound. But we were trying to find that sound. You feel me? We was trying to find what is the Slaughterhouse sound. What is it? We were still new in it. This is our second project, bro. Like it's easy. This easy work, bro. You sharing the you sharing the workload with. Three other rappers. Right. You have to rack your brain. You're coming together as a conglomerate, basically. Yeah. When, when we go make, when we all do some team up, that shit was a motherfucking uh, conveyor belt. One nigga go in, one come out, one go in, one come out. That shit was a well-oiled machine, bro. Then you go home and start working on your solo shit and be sitting on the couch in the studio like, damn, I got to write three verses and make up a hook. Mm. Why was it some people feel he wasn't supporting um, Slaughterhouse the way he might have done D12, the way he might have done Obi Trice, the way he might have done Cassius, and the other, you know, other cats he had prior? Because I don't see he pushed Slaughterhouse and I don't see he pushed Griselda right now. I don't feel Eminem does nothing for Griselda. Like, why do you have other niggas on your project? Why isn't Crooked Eye on your album? Why aren't you on verses on Slaughterhouse? And I think people felt he didn't. He didn't put his arms around niggas like he did a D12 and niggas that were not lyrically inclined who Eminem probably listens to on a regular like you guys. Well, that grimy one, street hip Well, one is D12 was his family. I can't expect... They, that, that's why it makes... I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. You know what Just I'm saying? Guys. So that was one. Yeah. Two. Two. Dude. We got hella songs in the vault with him. Niggas just didn't pick them songs. Now, some people say, hey, man, that beat don't fit us. So we can't use that song now. It's a verse on there. You know what I'm saying? So he did put in a lot of work that he's not getting credit for currently. He did. He, he would have appeared on the album at least four or five times. Man, we got a beat. Niggas remade um, Mob Deep Shook ones and went back and forth on some Run DMC shit. Slaughterhouse and Eminem for like 200 bars. 
That shit is that song exists, my G. Never came out. So my thing is, he, it wasn't like he wasn't going in the booth. Now this is what he could have done. If he would have did a shady tour in the U.S. and let us open for him, instead of London, instead of London, right? Good night, good night. Yeah. You feel me? But but here's the thing. He was in a different space. You gotta remember, bro. M. Stamp was always he didn't hit. It looked it's like it never ran out of ink. You know what I mean? So he didn't understand that this is a new wave now. Rick Ross is running around with Meek and Wale. When Joe said that, he but, wasn't the first to say that. We Ben said that. He was but, running but, but, around but, but, with. We've seen Fifty though. We've seen Fifty. He ran with Fifty in them. We seen how Fifty held down G Unit. He seen how Fifty was put his arms around Banks. Let's be real. After Fifty dropped Get Rich or Die Trying, he could have dropped the massacre right there. What he did? He dropped um, Banks for Mercy and let Buck and Banks, you know, get get exposure. You know what I'm saying? Well, check this, I thought M- well, check this out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My bad. Not to, don't mean to cut you off. No, 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 check go ahead, go ahead. I want you to talk. Yeah. Check check this out. He uh. Okay, so look, we did the cover of Double XL. You know what I'm saying? We did some radio promo all together. He put on an event at South by Southwest. That's where we filmed Hammer Dance video. We, that was a shady event where he really showcased his new group, Slaughterhouse. You know what I'm saying? We went to Japan. We went to Korea. We went to Paris. Yeah, we went to London. You know what I'm saying? Because 50 said something very important. He said, man, the first time I seen them Eminem plaques, and it had a million souls in each country, I knew I would have to go to each country. So y'all going to have to go to each country if y'all really want to be worldwide, you know, rap rappers. You got to go. So we like, all right, let's go. You know what I mean? So, But he was at a point in his career where he was only doing maybe a stadium tour with Jay and them or, you know, he wasn't really touching the U.S., like he had in the past. And I think we just came into the to the fold during a time where that's what the space he was in. But guess what? He himself told me, yo, we got to do things differently on, the, on Glasshouse because that formula right there, I don't like the results. So you got my word, we're going to do things different. But the problem but, 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 was Crook, he, you said he told you, you said he told you that, but did he tell – is he telling Royce, Joel, and you guys know together as a unit or just – Conversations, you know, just one on one. Well, because that's well, how Joe makes it sound like, it. you know, everybody had their relationship with M, and he didn't really have that that one on one, so to speak, with M. Well, that's that's because you know, look, bro, I'm a hustler, man. We signed a shady. Royce and M got Detroit on Smash. I took advantage of that. I'm going to Detroit. Right. I'm going to be in Detroit doing shows, walkthroughs, everything. So I was around more, you know what I'm saying, to hear these things. The door mm, was open to you. Joe, Joel. The door was open. You know what I mean? It's just that, you know, I was the one that was around the most. But my thing is, it's better on Welcome to, to Our House. So let's go in here and do it again. We signed the exact same day Yellow Wolf signed his contract. We signed our preliminary contract at the Forever video shoot, Drake's song forever. That was the first wow. time niggas seen Slaughterhouse standing behind Eminem. Niggas didn't even know what was going on. We signed the full length form after all our heavy negotiations at 
the Double XL magazine cover shoot. We signed exactly the same day as Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf took off running. He had some problems and obstacles. He didn't let that stop him. He dropped three in a row on niggas. And now he's doing 2,500 people, 5,000 people venues right now. We sold out the Jeez. Best Buy Theater and said, all right, that's cool. Let's, I ain't fucking with this no more. What? Do you remember? What's the one in the car? All right. When you guys are in the studio and Joe, you see you noticing flashes that maybe is, he's checked out, so to speak. Can we can we use that word, checked out, mentally checked out? Can we use that terminology? Yeah, 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 yeah. What are you guys saying uh, amongst yourselves, amongst him? Are you guys having these conversations like, yo, what are we doing? No, bro, like, it's all, it's all, yo, I, I ain't got time to go over there. I can't drop everything I'm doing right now. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do my own thing right now. So, you know, let's circle back next year, next summer, and maybe we'll put a mixtape together. Next summer hit, pick up the phone, get on the phone with all the fellas, was good. Man, you know what? I'm doing, I'm doing this reality show right now. This is Joe. I'm doing this reality show right now. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really I really can't focus on that right now. Let's check in in November. November comes saying shit. It just kept going. It was never, yo, I ain't fucking with that until, and he just tweeted me about this. He's I told you in 2012, man, my, my memory like an elephant, bro. He told me in Orange County, California, at a venue backstage, I'm not, I'm not fucking with no shady releases no more. I don't see it benefiting the group. That was the first time, bro. That was like two years ago. That's like right before he announced his retirement. That's the first time that he verbally said to me, yo, I ain't doing this shady shit. So when Royce hit me up, it was like, yo, let's go, y'all. Let's put this music together and give him glass house. I said, you talk to Joe? When he talked to Joe, I guess it was all good because guess what? They set a schedule for us to come to Detroit, go to Royce's brand-new studio, Heaven, and record Slaughterhouse songs. Guess who was the only one that was there? Me. I'm the only wow. one that showed up. But everybody else agreed to be there. So me and Royce was like, all right, fuck it, man, started making joints. Me and Royce got like 12, 13 joints together that we started at Slaughterhouse Records and hoping that they was going to walk through that door one day and say, look, fellas, and push play on them. And niggas get excited. You know what I'm saying? But nobody never walked through that door. So what's up with Joel, though? He seems like the outside of the crew. No, no disrespect, but okay. he's very quiet. I should say the, the quiet one of the crew. He's not saying much. Yeah, Joel, what, he, he, stay, he, going stay, on with he stay out the way. Joel, stay out the way. You know, Joel caught wind that Joe wasn't coming, so he didn't come. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was like, shit, this shit ain't going to work. Joe ain't coming. Uh, and that was the thing. Niggas didn't want to just... You know, niggas wanted Joe in the group, man. And and I told Royce, I said, see, he told me in L.A., in Orange County, that he wasn't fucking with Shady. And what I was told is that's not what he told Royce. So it was a lot of bad communication, and it was a lot of hard work done for no reason. Spent a lot of time, my G, behind the scenes, flying to New York, going up to Shady offices, talking to Paul, mm. trying to figure out. How can we put this slaughterhouse shit back together? And I did it and did it and did it until I figured out this ain't going to ever happen. I'm out. Mm. How disappointed are you that, that that happened, though, like when you just, like, threw your hands in the air, like, fuck it, I'm done, fuck it. I tried, 
try to keep the group together. You know what I mean? Do you wash I, I'm, your hands and like because, chalk it up or? Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, you know what? We should have put our fans and supporters first. Mm. Because if we would have put them first, we would have figured out a way to give them the music by any means necessary. But, and we all got to hold that L. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask you this. How does M feel when this is going on? And he, and he's noticed he's getting a win back that Joe's not being cooperative, so to speak. Is he right. pissed off? Is he trying to talk to M, though? I mean, talk to, to, to Joe? Because Joe made a record about this man, for, for Christ's sake. And I always thought Joe and M had similarities. I could be wrong on that. As a hip-hop nigga, as a far looking at their careers and music, I'm just going off music. I don't know these guys personally, right. but just going off music. I always felt like Joe and M kind of similar music-wise in the content. And shit, they, I mean, not the syllables, but maybe certain things they open up, they they mm-hmm. closet to the world, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Just to see their dirty yeah. laundry. How did exactly. M feel, though, when shit ain't really working out as a unit? He, he didn't like it, man. He got, he, got on, he got on an interview on film. It's out there. Soon as the Southpaw soundtrack dropped, he got right on film and said, "Yo, the next thing I'm focusing on is Slaughterhouse," and he meant that shit. You know what I'm saying? But we couldn't get on the same page as a group, dog. We had like four managers, the managers arguing with each other about shit. You know what I'm saying? The guys' scheduling, you know, all this other shit. And uh, M wasn't feeling that. You know what I mean? Because he believes in Slaughterhouse to this day. He believes it. Man, anytime he get a chance to say Slaughterhouse, he said. Not anymore, right? I mean, he's just, I mean yeah. I mean, Joe, I mean, Joe, Joe is talking was spicy trash. cook. Yeah. Yeah, once Joe said it's trash, that was a wrap. I already knew. It's like, okay, that's done. And, and you know, yeah. part of me felt like part of me felt like Joe was hoping to blow that situation up and we would all go independent, but you can't put Royce in that position. You know, that's one of his best friends, man. Right. You want him, you know what I mean? Like, and, and on top of that, he's trying. He's trying to to make up for whatever went wrong on Welcome to Our House. He's trying. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it was, it was, a, it was. But, a the, but you know what it is, though, with Royce, though, Crook? The general consensus feel like Royce is going to say whatever. He's going to ride with Eminem regardless. Whether it's loyalty, right or wrong, he's gonna ride with him, through no, no matter what. And and I don't think that's a bad yeah. thing, and I don't think that's a a great thing either. Because I was pissed off at Royce because right. he said that he heard the revival album, and I just felt like, man, as your man, I, just for me, I guess I'd have been like, nah, son, that's that's not it. Let's let's. Like, I'm never not, but I guess you can't, whatever. But that, does that it put Royce in a personal mm-hmm. conversation? You know, right, right, one on one, not for the masses, right? You know what I mean? I mean, you know, but. Yeah, he rhyme he rhyme with him. You know what I'm saying, and and you know I I, I expected that they he they came up together. It's certain mm. shit I expected. You know what I'm saying. I didn't expect to go in there and the nigga M say, "Hey, crook, let's let's make crook meets evil." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like right, right. that don't even make sense. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like nah. So let's and crook. Bad, and bad let's go evil. ahead. And bad meets evil. Nick, niggas don't niggas don't know this either. This exclusive shit. Niggas don't know this. There is no bad meets evil if Slaughterhouse can 
go in and start recording an album with no problems. Joe was really? still lined up in a yes. Joe was still locked into a contract with Amalgam Digital. I remember, yeah, right. And we, with the niggas, yeah. And we signed with Shady, and Amalgam came knocking on the door like, "Nah, y'all can't, y'all can't do this." So it took about six to seven months for Joe to get out that amalgam. M is already mm-hmm. ready to go. So he's like, yo, Royce, let's make that for people, bro, until this shit blow over. Mm. Wow. So let's go here. Joe said he want that smoke. He said that line is not warranted for him to jump in the motherfucking booth. That M, you need to go up and, and, and drop some verses coming at this man. Do you think M is going to respond to Joe Budden? And if you're Eminem, do you put MGK on pause and, and go with the nigga that's more lyrical? I think he got to. He probably going to do an interview and, and share his feelings. You know what I'm saying about the whole situation? You know, be, yeah, I think he's going to do that. Well, they going to say with Zane Lowe? He don't go to he don't go to Big Boy. He don't go to Breakfast Club. He don't go to Highland Seven. Who's he got to talk to? I'm telling you, bro. He's okay. Do some shit like that, and he's gonna he's gonna do it, and it's gonna be one of the first times that everybody see him talking. You know what I'm saying? Because he don't really be he don't really do a lot of interviews. You're right. And then we are gonna probably have to figure out where is it gonna go from there. But everybody understands. The booth, that Joe will... go to the booth. What do you Well, Joe don't make content. There's no guarantee Joe going to get in the booth, man. Joe, Joe can well, all right, all right. content So, Crook, let me ask you this. M watches that. You know Eminem. You've been around him. He watches yeah. this today. And the first hour and change is dedicated to M. And he's, like, talking spicy. Think yeah. M hears that and be like, hold the fuck up? He might. He might. I'm not. I'm not taking that off the table. I'm not taking that off the table. He might go in. You know what I'm saying? Which will work. Do you think Royce tells? Do you think Royce tells him that though? Do you think Royce tells him? Yeah, um, you gotta go in the booth. No, nah, I think Royce tell him, man, ignore it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Royce, Royce is in a space. He in a space where he don't want none of that negative shit around him. Come on, you Royce, it's hip hop, man. Come on, Royce. It's only hip hop. Well, I mean, Come I mean, on. You know, Royce and Joe were real close at one time, man. He probably he don't right. want to see that. You know what I mean? He don't want to, he don't want to see that. He don't want to be in that position. You know what I'm saying? But uh, so I I I would never think that Royce say, hey, go. I I would never put that out there like that. And behind the scenes, I would never even say that. I just think that he really. Yeah, yeah. But M might just go. He might just go. I would love him to go. Shit, he about to he about to do 360 with no rollout. Yeah, first time in his career, right? No rollout. He never, he never does this. Mm-hmm. We've never seen Eminem just do a rollout like this. You know, he's just like boom. Never. Cook. How come no one's talking about Drake not saying nothing to um, Eminem? Though I'm noticing no one's saying that though. About Drake? Yeah, Drake. About he's oh, mentioned Drake. Drake's name, and no one's mentioning. How come no one's saying Aubrey? Why are you not saying nothing? Everyone's saying Joe and MGK, but nothing about Drake. Because. Because Paul came out and said on his account, M ain't different Drake, so y'all stop that. Huh? You know what I'm saying? When he said the line about Ghost Riders, Mm -hmm. when he said said the line about Ghost Riders, 
he said M wasn't dissing Drake. So a lot of people were like, okay. Cook, well, you buying that, my nigga? You buying that, Sam? Uh, I think he's talking to everybody who got Ghost Riders. Oh, Drake come on, Cook. Come you on, think, You think he was just only talking to Drake? Yeah. My nigga, let me tell you something. I be feeling like a lot of y'all. Now, I'll put you in there too, Cook. I'm putting all the nice niggas, man. All the niggas that are nice. All the niggas that can rhyme. I feel y'all be looking at this nigga because if y'all say something, you're going to be labeled a hater because he's on a certain plateau, so to speak, than y'all. But niggas, real niggas want to hear niggas that can rap. And I feel all the rappers who can rap, MCs, like yourself, Royce, Joe, M, a lot of other guys, Sue, I can go on and on and on and on. The nice killer Mike, the nice niggas, the niggas that give me content while listening to their music, and they never spit no bullshit, 24-7 bullshit. Y'all look at this nigga like a dub, man. Like, nigga, you, not, you, you ain't sitting at the table with us when it comes to niggas that's nice. We, you, we, we, niggas already questioning your pen already, and you got reference tracks. And, cook, you put him at the table with nice niggas? M ain't putting no. that nigga at the table with him, no, man. No. M ain't no, putting no, him at the no. table with him. Yo, let me tell you something. The first time we found out that Drake was getting help with the pen, we was on a tour. Niggas on the bus. That niggas probably got diss tracks loaded. <laughs> niggas went up. Niggas, hey, a, a silence fell over the bus. Because niggas was actually feeling like this nigga was a pop star and a real MC. He was showing up to the battle raps events. We like, damn, this nigga, you yeah. can't hate on Drake. The, the nigga is nice. And once we found out about that, it's just everybody was just sitting there quiet for five minutes like, damn, this nigga ain't even writing his own shit. You know what I'm saying? So I put a question mark yeah. on everything. But Yo, asterisk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. This shit is crazy, Crook, man. So, Crook, man, what you got working on before wrapping up? What you got working on, man? What you got going on? Crooked Corner, what Family. you got going on? Yeah, I got Chris Corner, man. You know, I'm just branding that because I got a big vision for it for 2019. So I'm just, I'm just putting it in people's minds and, I like to talk rap, so I'm just talking to the people with that. I got my little brother's the horseshoe game. We formed a group together called Family Business because I ain't really seen no families. You know, it's five of us, and niggas is bringing quality raps to the table. So we just did a whole album, you know what I'm saying, and we about to start dropping videos. Uh, we just dropped one video. We about to keep keep clapping, and then uh, I'm filming and, and uh, directing a uh a reality series, like a web series, behind the scenes and shit, what we be doing, what we going through. And just, you know, pushing pushing the line on the hip-hop shit and trying to create platforms. You know, I got other things going where I'm trying to create platforms for up-and-coming artists because that's one of the passions, man, because, you know, it's hard out here, man. It's hard to get seen. It's hard to get known. Some people right. live in small towns. Ain't no industry. You know what yeah. I mean? That's why I created that yeah. show, One Shot. You know, to put niggas on BET and say, hey, man, even if you don't win this competition, somebody might look at you on TV and say, yo, we want to sign that kid or we want to invest in that kid or that kid's nice. So I'm just platforms trying to get my little brothers in the game where they where they belong because they crazy on the mic and um, trying to add value to myself by being, you know, a content creator. And, and I know this Double XL be showing you a lot of love, though. They be showing Crooked's mm-hmm. Corner a lot of love, though. Yeah, well, I'm, man. I'm, I like lot of, that, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people feel like, you know, with the freshman covers that Double XL abandoned 
hardcore hip hop fans. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's kind of balanced out when I'm over there tweeting. You know what I mean? Um, showing like, yo, they still got respect for for niggas with lyrics. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> and that's cool, man. That's a cool relationship to have. And, you know, I have fun over there. I got to ask different type questions sometimes because it's a different audience. Right. You know, if I ask mm. them niggas, you know, Shan, Shan or KRS-One, they ain't going to know what to say. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Joe said he's better than Eminem, man. What do you say to that, though? <laughs> <laughs> now, that's the only thing I didn't address him when I went on, when I went live. All right. You know what I'm saying? But I would think that what Joe would have to do to compete and go toe-to-toe with him, he got to start getting in the booth. Because this shit, this rusty. shit ain't just right. He's rusty? Man. You said he's rusty, Cook? I think, I, I think, I think he's a little rusty, man. He told me that. So my whole thing is, you know what I'm saying? When we, he said it on camera. This ain't no conversation. Right, right. Right, right. You know, he, 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 he told me. He's like, yeah, if I went at you, Crook, I, guess I, I had to go get some practice. So, you know, he, he know he ain't going to just jump up and go at one of the greatest niggas ever to put words together. You know what I'm saying? Like, even but I think he has a lot of vent-up vent anger towards M, man. And I think with you, is a little he, different, he might though, have with M. He might have some Yeah, balls. for M, though, right it's easier to come at M than you than Crooked. Crook, it's easier to come at M and M than you. Because well, Eminem's book is, is open up like that. Oh, yeah, he got a lot of material he can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, he you got, got a lot, lot of material. Of Man, Joe is Joe is you know a top I mean? tier. Joe is a top tier rapper. When Joe mm-hmm. is rapping, he's a top tier rapper. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not gonna ever say y'all, man. You know, I'm gonna kill him. But I do know that he ain't been in that booth in a while. I do know that. Mm. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think Eminem is a phenomenal rapper. Uh, I think Nas lied to the public and told people that. Um, Jay Z, M Kill Jay. I never, I never believed M Kill Jay. That's just me. I, I know I'm a Jay Homer. People are gonna say that. I never felt that. Nas put it out there. The niggas just ran with that shit. They ran with that. Yeah. And I like Joe's content more than M. And the shit he says, I can relate to some a lot of shit Joe says compared to Eminem. Cause Joe yeah. puts his life yeah. out on the table. Also, you know what I'm saying? Who killed his body? Relatable. A lot of joints. I mean, more relatable. I, yes, related. more relatable. Yes, I, I related to uh, to Jay's verse on Renegade way more than I did him's. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, you know, the fact that he was Jay-Z and saying it, and I knew it was facts he came from Marcy. <laughs> I knew it was facts the nigga, you know what I'm saying, took it all the way to the moon. You know what yeah. I mean? We know how hard that is. We know how hard it is to grow up on welfare and the projects, Section 8, poor, poverty. We know all the traps they got for black men growing up in the ghetto. We know all that shit that he that he conquered. And so when he lay it down, and he lay it down in a way that a lot of people, man, that's arguing about that debate, they don't even understand what the fuck Jay-Z was doing on that record. You got to kind of wow. have some sort of a... You gotta have some grit too. You gotta have some street in you to really. It was a, it was a, it was a dog whistle for some niggas, man. He was speaking so high, they couldn't even hear that shit. 
only certain niggas could really, really relate. And and um, and he he had the patterns. You know what I'm saying? I'm a I'm a buy a box lefty. That whole scheme right there. Yeah. Not a step to me. I'm awkward. I box lefty. I often my pops lefty, and often my mom's wasn't home. That that's murder. Mm. But it's mm. a lot of M fans that don't understand that kind of murder. You know no. what I'm saying? <laughs> they don't understand that. They don't no. understand that. That uh, they don't understand that. You know what I'm saying? My demeanor, thirty years, my senior, and all that. Oh. You know, as a kid, you know what I'm saying. Playing didn't mean much. Only getting green up and all that type of shit. Like they, psh, nigga, we was out there trying to help moms pay the bills and shit, hustling in the streets. Tired of moms crying and shit over can't pay the rent. Niggas young should be having fun somewhere, but doing grown man shit, try to help moms out. Like they don't understand that type of shit, so they ain't gonna never say that he he caught that body. But nah, but Joe was wrong on his podcast today. He thought that M threw a shot at Jake. But M wasn't talking about. He was talking about the forever song. He wasn't talking about Renegade. Mm. Mm. I, I, I think this is good for hip hop. I would love for M to go in the booth and make this nigga come out of retirement. Who gonna make him come out of retirement, my nigga? There's only a few nice niggas that can come up there and say some shit. Where you gotta be like, all right, that kind of sting right there. You know what I mean? And you know, I guess we'll wait yeah. and see, though, man. I mean, we gonna wait and see. I, I thought, to be honest, I thought Joe was gonna go even crazier on this podcast. Really? Yeah, bro. I didn't. You know what I'm saying? I well, thought well, you probably looking crazy. at it because inside information, probably right, like leak out more right. information, maybe. Yes. Okay. Yeah, inside information, and then then M got inside information. Like this shit could get ugly. You know what I'm saying? This shit could get real ugly, man. But uh. I don't think Joe coming out of retirement, man. You know what I'm saying? I, he he don't even seem interested to do this shit no more. When do you think you're going to get that feeling? I, I don't want to rap no more. I don't want to write no rhymes no more. I don't want to go to the studio. Cause I, know that, that, I mean, that kind of you know, rack your brain, though, man, to come with material and projects and keep your fan base still pop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The older you get. got to be a toll, though. The older you get, the more in the trenches you got to be with your pen because yeah. we have more responsibilities now. We have other things on our minds besides trying to come up with a clever punchline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We ain't living with moms and pops and just sitting in the room thinking of raps all night. We got kids. We got responsibilities. The older you get, yeah. the more you got to keep that sore sharp. You know what I'm saying? So. I personally, I'm happy that Jay-Z, I'm a Jay nigga too, man. You know what I mean? That's off top. I'm happy that that nigga is extending the expiration date on rap careers. I'm happy him looking at 50 and doing 360. I'm happy Chuck D overseas performing in front of 80,000 people past 50 years old. I'm happy that Dr. Dre could drop an album right now and change the conversation in hip hop yeah. past fifty because I want to do that. I don't want to. All the niggas that are thirty five and in the early forties or mid forties are dropping the dope albums. Royce album was dope. You still out here? Yeah. Sci dropped a dope project. I didn't like Nas oh, yeah. shit too much. My bad, Nas. Nas shit, you know whatever. <laughs> um, I didn't like Kanye shit either. I like Pusha shit mm-hmm. was fire. 
But I didn't right. like Nas and I like Kanye's album too much. That those albums I ain't really fuck with too much. But right, right, right. all the nice niggas are in that's that spitting that, that hot shit. Styles P shit is still hot. You know what I'm saying? He's still making yeah. dope music. So it's like Yeah. You know I love it. All the I old niggas it, make dope music. I love it. You know what I'm saying? We just gotta all stay consistent. That's it. We just gotta stay consistent. Because the minute we get we get too comfortable and now uh, I'm getting too old for all that, then bars gonna fall off, bro. This is how it happens. Mm. This is how it happens. You gotta you gotta rather die and go to hell than to be whack if you're an MC. That's just it. And you gotta keep yeah. that passion. You know what I mean? You can't let that passion get away from you. You know what I mean? So I know I know I know Joe. He's probably thinking of all kind of rhymes right now. You know, I'm just hoping, yeah, if you, if you think of a fly bar for him, they can put it in your iPhone notes. Because oh. you're going to need all them lines. Because M ain't oh, stopped man. rapping since. He ain't stopped. He's still putting syllable flows together in different patterns and cadences. That nigga's still going. Wow. Wow. Crook, man, I appreciate you as always, my G. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, y'all y'all got my favorite podcast, bro, and, I, and that ain't even no cap. I'm just, I I I listen to y'all shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm my nigga, you always shit, show us love, bro. Yeah, yeah you always show us love, man. Rather, Come on, son, you I, always. I'd rather hear y'all talk about hip hop than almost anybody in the game right now, bro. And that's wow. Real. I appreciate that. I'm watching where he at right now. My brother gonna be appreciate to hear that, man. For real. That's real though. Yeah, yo, cook. Real talk. We gotta get on, cook. We got to get you back here, me, and watch and just talk hip-hop. We just talk the 80s, 90s. We talk the East Coast, West Coast. When the South came on the scene, when Master P and them was running the Source magazines. We got to talk about all that shit, man. Man, we got to. We got to because, and, and put it in a time capsule. So when people go, you know, 2030, 2040, they could go on the line and look at PSA Hip-Hop and say, yo, this is what the, what the real shit was back then. We got to document this shit. Let's do it. That's a fact. That's a fact. Crook, man, I appreciate you as always, my G. No no doubt, my G. Be easy. You already, man. That's what it is. My guy, Crook and I, man. Y'all already know what it is, man. PSA Podcast. Shout out to my guy, Crook and I, man. Back on live, you already know what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. Always good to chop it up with this dude right here, man. BX in the motherfucking building, man. Good. What's good? What's up? What's up? What's going on? Yo, Goods, before we head, talk about it. Hold on, Goods, before we go there, I want to I want to tell you something. True story. Two weeks ago, I'm at the barbershop. True story, nigga, on our, on our kids. So a nigga telling me, yo, they, they was breaking down who hip-hop artists are comparing them to battle rappers, right? The nigga at the barbershop said, Goods is fab. So I said, why would you, why you say fab? He said, Goods still got that young OG swag, pause. And he also the nigga is fresh, and he always reinvents himself. How would you take that if somebody told you that? Because the nigga well, told me that we were sitting there like, "Word, okay." Nah, nah, the man think it's a dope comparison. I mean, you know, what's up is dope. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then the aspect of how he put it, it makes sense. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, good. Let's get, to, let's get let's let's get to the shits, man. Are you on strike, sir? <laughs> I'm Are you gonna strike my nigga? Yeah, you know what's crazy? I, you know, I just found out about all this, all this shit. Um, actually, maybe like two, three hours ago, I was 
I was I hit you up. I'm like, yeah, you. I was like, yo, good. What's good? I just found out about all this. But, um, nah, I mean, to each his own. No, I'm not on strike. I'm, I'm chilling. What do you, what do you, what do you think about all this, though, Gibbs, that you're hearing, though? You know what I mean? I, the, I can't really speak too much about it because I don't know exactly what's going on. I like to talk to the people that's doing it. Like, who? All right. Give okay. me the details of it. Yeah, you give me all right. Hey, man, holla. Hitman Holla went on Twitter and basically shared his sentiments of how battle rappers should be getting paid. And it felt like he was trying, he's forming a union, so to speak. So from my knowledge, he had, it was Hitman, Calico, and a bunch of other dudes that went over to Angry Fans Radio. And a couple hours ago, I had John John, Jay Black, Swave Seven, Cortez on my show. And they were shopping it up. And niggas is saying that this rumor is going around goods that the pay-per-view sales, I believe, for Summer Madness was something mm-hmm. astronomical, twenty-seven million. I don't goods. I don't even know how niggas got that number. Two point five. I don't know. Two point five. Two point five. Part of me goods. Part of me goods. Two point five. So niggas is like, what the fuck is going on? Where's our piece of the pie? Y'all niggas is making that kind of buku dollars, and that just opened up the floodgates. Yeah, but uh, my thoughts on it is this. I mean, I'm not. Stand for what you stand for. If that's how you feel, then I can't knock them for saying what they stand for at all. Um, the way I look at it, the way I look at it personally is, you know, if you didn't know they was making that, then you wouldn't be saying nothing. Um, when you work for a company, you know, uh, let's take, you know what I'm saying, let's take Hitman, for instance. Hit, Hitman, Hitman is my, my, you know, my nigga, right? you know what I'm saying? But Hitman is doing the wild now thing. He makes good money over there, you know what I'm saying? But you're not going to make what Nick mm-hmm. makes. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's his, that's his show. Right. You're not going to make what he make. Nick is going to pay you as a cast member. So you're, you're going you're gonna to make your good money, but you're never going to make what, what Nick makes. So, you know, and, and that's for any company is how I'm trying to put it. Like, people go to work every day and work for billion-dollar companies and get paid their salary or what they get paid. Just because the company is worth a billion dollars, do you feel like you need to get paid a million a year? Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? And, and in a regular working world, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know the company is worth a billion dollars, but you're not going in like, I need a million a year. You're not going in like that. Right, you're, right, happy right, making, right. you're happy with making that 100000 a year or 80000 a year what you're making. So, you know me, I just don't count nobody else's pockets. If smacking them made... Two point five, man. I'm happy for them. I don't, you know what I'm saying? That's just that's cool. They made two point five. My next battle, I'll 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 um negotiate what I feel like I'm worth for that battle, and and, and that's just pretty much it. Good, but I, I, I've been good. I've been talking to you for three, four years, interviewing you all the time, and throughout the years, whether you do your blogs, whether you tweet, social media, do different shows, or in front of cameras, whether it's hip hop is real, fifteen minutes of fame, yada yada yada, goods. I've never heard you. And I told you this numerous times, bro. I've never heard you talk about how much you're making and complain about um, not getting paid, not being compensated for your work. And also, I look. I think I could be wrong. This me looking outside. I don't think you depend on battle rap money, my nigga. You don't look like a person that depends on this shit like other people. I'm not knocking niggas' goods, but you don't seem like a nigga like, damn, I got to battle every fucking three weeks to make this money, to keep all this straight. You don't come off that way. Now, what we all, you know what, because what we all got to do as battle rappers, period, and this, and this is for like the other battle rappers, is learn how to take that money 
and put it into something that's going to continue to make you money. Like mm. this is where this is where you know people fuck up at because everybody don't got a business mindset. But if you're making any substantial amount of money, you should be thinking of something to put that in to make you more money, so you won't need that. Well. Like you know what I'm saying? Um, like just now today, you know, I was um I started a vending machine company, and I was just moving wow. a vending machine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm proud of that. Like I'm I'm happy. Like, just well, like salute you know what I'm saying? Like, salute you on that, bitch. You know what I'm saying? So and. And I was moving my first vending vending machine into. Um, I actually got it in my daughter's school. Um, wow! I got my daughter. Wow. And Puff had built three schools in all, and I had got a, a scholarship to one of the schools. And my daughter been in charter school or private school. I was just paying for that. And I just got a scholarship. Wow. Where that I, shit I, ain't I cheap, my nigga. I'm happy. These niggas don't think I'm acting like I'm making no for a nigga. That shit cross pants. I spent $5 a month for that shit. Like, that shit is that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, like, that shit hurts. You know what I'm saying? But I just got a scholarship and, and in that school, so now I don't got to pay nothing, which is dope. And I worked at a deal where I got to put my vending machine in the school, in the teacher's lounge, which is super dope to me. But right. it's just about, it's just about, and, and, and to keep it all the way real on the show, that shit just hurt my pockets, like putting the money into the vending machine company and, and, and LC and all that. That shit just hurt GMB, grown man you know boss, nigga, yeah. GMB. But, <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm being real, like that shit, that shit right. popped me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm popped right now because I put on my, you know, a lot of my money into, into that shit. But, I'm thinking I'm I'm gonna put my money into something that's gonna make me more money. And if I do take another battle, I'm gonna get a substantial amount of money. I'm now I'm just thinking like all right, boom, if I get this battle, let me take this lump sum of money and put it into something else that's gonna continue to make me more money. Um I was watching uh uh uh, uh damn 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 not not Rev one. Um who the one that um owned Def Jam? What's your name? That was fucking that was on that owned Def Jam for a minute. Leo Cohen? Leo Cohen? No, 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 no. Rev One Brother. Who? Oh, um, Rev One's brother. Oh, come on. Ah, oh, damn, son. I, I don't Simmons. know why I can't. This is Russell, Russell Simmons. Simmons. I'm Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons. There, there we go. go. Me too. Russell Me too. I'm tipsy. I was watching. I was, I was watching some. I was watching some Russell Simmons. He said to become a millionaire, you need seven streams of revenue. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So if you got seven streams wow. of revenue constantly coming in, you, you, you'll become a millionaire. So. That's that's how I'm thinking. Like, damn, uh, at least let me get three, four. You get what I'm saying? And I, and I could be close to a millionaire or a thousandaire on paper. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I just feel like with the, with the, now, this is not me knocking what what they're standing for because I don't really know what's going on at the end of the day. I'm gonna talk to Hitman and Calico and see because I know what they're saying. Like these, these are smart dudes. I know whatever they're saying, whatever they're standing by, it makes sense. I I, I could say that because I, I know some of the dudes. Well, T top. Let me give you also a gist of this. T-Top and Briz also, from what I'm understanding, were saying that they, they're not feeling compensated, so to speak. And from what, I, from, what, from what I'm understanding, Calico Disaster was telling them, yo, you basically sound like a 360 deal type of conversation and battle for your contract. And then when you negotiate, do your thing, do your own thing, or, you know what I'm saying, or ask for more bread. Yeah, another thing is, too, another thing is, too, for rap, for battle rappers to, to be able to, uh, Negotiate. You gotta have good performances. You can't go up there mm-hmm. and, and choke and and fuck up and you know and do shit like that. And then and, and then you'll set yourself up where you can you can renegotiate. You can say I want this, but 
Summer Madness was a terrible call. Like, that was yeah. a bad event. You know what that I'm saying? Because, you know, it was a bad event. Um, I didn't like the call when I saw it. This don't got, this is not a knock to nobody. I just didn't like the matchups on it. And then mm. the performances wasn't good. I mean, you know, except for like someone like Hitman, Hitman performed good and, you know, a couple other people, but the performances wasn't good. So, you get what I'm saying? So, I don't... Yeah. You you can't argue yeah. about what you want from Summer Madness if... When niggas are choking and you shit. You ain't even perform. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say you And not come with three rounds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but I mean, if you yeah. if, if you do what you do and you get up there and you, and, and you perform the way you're supposed to perform every time you get up there, then I, I hear you, King. I can't mm. nigga doing that, but I just really don't know what's going on for me to get too deep into it. All right, good. So let's take it here, my nigga. I remember a couple of years ago, man, on the War Report, um, Cassidy was on there. You and him were having a wild exchange, right? Cassidy seems to be sneaking out the back door again and hinting, so to speak, that he want to get it popping again. Um, you leave it mm-hmm. up to Cassidy until you never lost a battle. Obviously, the only ones we know that's on cam. 8,001. 8,001 is zero goods. And everybody's saying goods and Cassidy. This is the talk. And I think that's, I think you, I think you, I would love for you to get that battle. Is that something you want? Um, I think it makes sense. I think for me at this point, a lot of battles, I don't have a lot of battles that make sense right right now. And the three people that make sense, you know, to me, you know, and the fans could chime in on this, if, you know, and say how they feel, but I say uh, Lux, Cassidy, or, or Surf. Um, I think mm. Lux right now, eh, it's, it's like at the bottom of the list. I don't think Lux makes that much sense like it did before. I think um, I actually like Lux and Lux and Verb. Yeah. I think I like that. I like Luxembourg. Um, but out of that, even casting yourself, I think makes makes the most sense. It's just because it's history there. You could build a battle behind it. You could build it. Um, who who won between me and Cassidy? Nobody knows, but we can settle it now. That's the whole build up for that. So it definitely makes sense. Um, Surf had been in the years of me and Surf was supposed to battle, and it never was me that that opted out any of that any of that time. So me and Surf definitely makes sense right now. You know what I'm saying? And right. It's up to those people. This is not up to me. This is stuff I listen to what the fans say. I try to t- I take the battles the fans want to see. So this is what they're talking about, and, and it's, it's up to them people now. It's not up to me at all. I don't. I'm I'm with whatever whatever one. But I definitely think you know, Cassidy makes sense. Um, I think Cassidy you in the battles. Goods? This is how I look at it, Goods. I got to look at it like this, my brother. A Verbin and Mook, right? Goods, I ain't never seen the battle rap community have talk about this battle so much every day on social media since Lux Cow or maybe Lux Hollow type shit. If leagues, if you see niggas I had are doing these greasy talking, nobody there's my bad. There's I don't mean no no harm when I say this, my nigga. But there's nobody give a fuck about you at Cass, my nigga. I didn't give a fuck about that shit, my nigga. I'm gonna keep it talk, cause that you know what I'm saying. Match, yeah, that wasn't a good yeah. matchup. Nobody, nobody, nobody wanted. To see that, and I, and I, I me personally, I like this as a, a battle of, you know what I'm saying. But nobody wanted to see that battle. That's not a battle that makes sense. It ain't even look right. Cash is supposed to come and battle somebody on URL. Somebody There's only that, three you know niggas. There's only three niggas. It's Goods, Shug, and Rum Nitty to me. That only makes sense for Cash, and no shade of yeah. Shotgun and Nitty. 
But I'm, I'm really on the goods and cast. I really want to see that. I think yeah, it's it real good. It, 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 it would just be a bigger battle. Um, you know, I feel like people try to start with cash to make it into a battle because they, they want to battle. Me and cash just makes more sense right now just for, you know, just for the history of who won it. And at first he was saying he didn't remember. He told me he didn't remember our battle. That's what he told me. And I was like, okay, all right, yeah. And then he starts saying he remembered and he won. So I just said, all right, man. So now we're at the point where, all right, since you feel like that, right, now you remember. Let's do it now. Where did it, where did it happen we, at, speculation at For the niggas that uh-huh. don't know about that. For, for the new niggas that, know, that don't know about that. When did this, this transpire? Happened, if, this, niggas don't, if niggas this, don't know, Goods battle Jay Mills too, but that's a different story. Yeah, bro. Right. I, I was out there, man. I was out there. Run up on anybody. That's when I was on it on it. But um, this happened in the Palladium. There's a spot called Palladium in New Rochelle, I believe. Palladium they used to be jumping. It was at a uh, Jada Kiss video shoot. The, um, put your hands up. No, put your hands down. It was at that yeah. video shoot. I went there. Um, I had a good relationship with Dean Wild. You know, God bless my man Barrow that passed away. Uh, he um. He was cool with Dan Wild. They was actually, real fellas was trying to fuck with me, but they was into that battle shit hard. And when they heard me, like, we're going to put you against Cassie, though Cassie was the nigga. But Cassie was crazy back then. So they was like, um, you're going to put you in Cassie. But around then, I was running around smoking everything. So that's yeah. what happened. I went there. I went there not even knowing I was going to battle. I just went there to go there. We just went there, like, pulled up, went there. They invited us to. But they, it was all a setup. They had Cassie there. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at the nigga. He he looked like a little hungry little nigga. He had a hoodie on with a T-shirt over it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was wearing Pele's and stuff at that time. I had Pele on. The arrow, man. Really, but yeah. then I was, I, yeah, I was already, you know what I'm saying? So, and then, yeah. um, and then when I, uh, when I got there, whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Then they, they said, like, yo, come on, come over here. It was a break. And then they, like, set it up for us to just start rapping. And Cassie actually just started spitting at me. Like, they made me go first, of course, just, you know, to rap. And I start rapping, yeah. and the crowd was going crazy, and then Cassie just started spitting at me. And, and that's how I started right there. That's how battle should start. Like, so it was like, oh, mm-hmm. the audacity of you. You know what I'm saying? As soon as he stopped, I went back at him. And we just did that for about 15 15, um, well, 15 rounds we went. Yeah, that's that back in the day shit right there, boy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lord have mercy, man. Good. I really want this battle to happen. I think URL, if, if Cassidy's going to make a URL debut, has your phone rang yet? Have niggas reached out to you? Smack um, Chico. We spoke, we spoke about it. We spoke about it. We spoke about it. I spoke about it all. Me, 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 and somebody from over there spoke about it briefly. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, it's y'all, not y'all in talkings, y'all in talking, So that's a good thing, though, right? Good without letting out the yeah, bag. Yeah, we started. And, you know. We we started. We start. We talked about it. You know what I'm saying? But it's not on me. It has to be two parties that's willing to participate. So it's cash, whenever bro. a battle doesn't, whenever a battle doesn't go down that I'm supposed to be in, it's never me. That's all I'm going to say. This is right, this, this what we're doing. This is what we're doing, y'all. We hashtagging Goods versus Cass. That's what we want right. to see, y'all. We want to keep the momentum of battle rap still popping the way it is right now. 
fucking mook and verb. You got niggas who are doing unions and shit. So let's just try to get these these battles that we want to see, man. For real, for real, goods. Um, yeah. Your thoughts on on mook and verb, goods? What's your thoughts on that, man? Um, mook and verb. I gotta watch it again. I think it was a close battle. Right? Honestly, um. When I first watched it, I caught, I didn't catch a lot of things Mook was saying. And then I watched Champion, and they broke down a lot of things he was saying. And it made me mm-hmm. do the battle in a different way. And I went back. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really go back to look at it again. I went back. And I think I watched the first round again. But to me, it comes down to the second round. Yes, I agree. Comes down to the second round. I agree. But the, I edge it to Verb, but it's a close well, round. I think, though. I, it is. I, I think Mook showed how lyrical he can actually be. Well, Goods, you're the same nigga that says niggas can't be, like, that lyric shit don't work with you, nigga. You don't be niggas that can fall us, my nigga, in battles that we thought, that I thought you were going to lose, Goods, and you fucking come out of victor. So this era of battle rap, don't you think Mook knows what you know and other, like, niggas like you, Lux, like, niggas that's been here before that came from Grimes, that came from Lions Den, Y'all always reinvented yourselves. I don't really feel Mook reinvented himself. I ain't shit on them goods, but I, I know he got yeah. bars, but I don't think he's reinvented himself at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, true. Not I like mean, Rex did. You know, Not even like Rex did. I think Rex yeah. reinvented himself way better than Mook. Yeah, when, when when Rex came back, yeah. But I I just wanted to see Mook like the Mook I know. Yeah, the lyrical shit. Like he showed a whole different like he really. Was on some lyrical shit. He showed that how lyrical he could get, but I wanted to see the mook I was used to seeing, and mm. I, I don't, I don't feel like I saw that, but I did see another type of mook when he showed me, you know, Flashes. something different. So it, it could be, it could, it could be different. No, he showed me something different, like you know what I'm saying, like you know how lyrical he could get. So you know, I, I mean, I, I thought it was dope. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was dope. The battle's close to me. I think it comes down to the second one. Mm-hmm. Can you get in contact with Cassidy yourself and be like, my nigga, let's just get this popping. Let's stop the bullshit. Uh, nah, me and Cassidy once had a type of relationship. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, he used to call me. I used to call him. You know what I'm saying? Um, I remember one time he even pulled, I was in the Bronx. He pulled up on my block in the Splinter. He was playing 2K in the van. Like, we was cool mm-hmm. like that. We had a type of relationship. But then after that shit happened, I don't know. That shit happened on the road. I was bugging them. You know what I'm saying? I was, you know, you're younger. I was bugging. I was younger. That shit was about four years ago. I was bugging the fuck out. I shouldn't even called up and did all that. But I just, what got me tight was when he said, yeah, this low nigga did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Cassidy, so that's what got me upset. Like, nigga, me and you the same age. What are you talking about? Cassidy, who are you talking to? I could have seen if it was somebody else, but just like my nigga. You know what I'm saying? So that, that just kind of yeah. got me upset. But, uh, you know, that was, it wasn't nothing like to be taken there. It was just like, you got me upset at that time. I was yelling, bugging the fuck out. So now, nah. You know what I'm saying? If I saw him, I would talk about him. Like, yo, what's up? What you want to do, man? We need to we need to make this happen or you don't. People were asking me what happened back in the day. We can, we, we can prove this shit now. That's that's just my whole point. We can see what happened now. Yeah, let's make it happen now, man. Fuck that. That's that's a fact. For real. Good, man. I know you, you took your time as fuck with me, man. I appreciate you as always, my G. No doubt, no doubt. Always, yo. Always. You already, man. My nigga Goods, man, y'all already know what it is, man. GMB, fuck with your boy, P-Letter, man. One.